I'm Lynn Borton, host of Choose to be Curious, here with your morning dose of curiosity to go. This week, Trinity College professor Barbara M. Benedict joins me to delight in all the ways curiosity shows up in literature, from curious readers to curiosities and their special cabinets and our seemingly inescapable penchant for collecting. It's absolutely extraordinary how much attention there is. All of it's completely wonderful, and I'm absolutely thrilled. There is no topic, no topic that's more exciting. I'm sorry, there just isn't. But the general opinion is that curiosity is a virtue and always has been. And I think that's a very misleading concept because it ignores the seamy underside, which is always there. When you call something curious or someone curious, often as not, you're saying that they are odd. So a curiosity is an object which doesn't fit into common categories. It seems strange because you can't identify exactly what it is. Every person who comes from a different culture is a curiosity to your culture. And if you can, if we, as a human race, if we can understand why we think that, We can then debunk those attitudes, those assumptions, those prejudices, and, you know, be more of a brotherhood of man. Secondly, and also very importantly, I think it helps us map our relationship to the material world around us. Collecting is a very good example of an attempt to control or to understand stuff. Choose to be Curious is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. I toggle between erudite explorations of intellectual heft to down-home ramblings about curiosity in the literal streets. It's a lot of fun, and I hope you'll join me right here on Radio Arlington this week, Wednesday morning at 10 or Friday at noon. Barbara and I explored that funky intersection of our curiosity with our curiosities, that stuff that fascinates and holds us as much as we are apt to hold it. It all reminded me of Caitlin Benson Allett, a professor of film at Georgetown, who joined me to talk about the transformative power of attention, object lessons, and her personal favorite, the remote control. As someone who is naturally curious and research happy, I went to my university library and started doing just a little bit of casual digging and found out that the first remote control was created for a radio receiver. And I was like, who needs a remote control for a radio receiver? And then I started asking myself, well, who designs these suckers? Who figures out like how many buttons there should be? And again, once I asked the question, I just had to know the answer. So my manifesto for curiosity is that you're changing the world and the world is changing you every minute. And so it's better to know and understand what's going on than to pretend it's not happening. You can hear the rest of that conversation and all my previous shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and Facebook, all at Choose to be Curious and on my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you'll follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. Anais Nin wrote, We do not see things as they are, 
we see things as we are. I think she meant that no matter how objective we think we're being, what we see is inevitably a reflection of us, of our worldviews, our biases, and our inclinations. One of the greatest gifts and powers of curiosity, as I see it, is that it enables us to push back through all those tendencies and, if not see things for what they are, at least to know that our view is warped and to ask a little more of ourselves. So, as you go into your day, how might you see things as you see them and then ask yourself, what else might be true? Go ahead. Choose to be curious.